Welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, August 3rd. Preview, my birthday is tomorrow. I'm still going to do this because who cares? It's the morning. But I'm going to go to a pool party, etc. tomorrow. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And as you can tell from my Sims screenshot, it wasn't me last night. Sims are not where I make the big money, but they are where I make consistent money, so I'm there all the time. Um, this was okay. It could have gone a little bit better if some BS didn't happen in overtime. But as always, I'm happy for other people. Congrats to Killian. And Joe's finally getting some, some positives. Um, now, here's an example of somebody grinding a little too close to the positive EV grindstone and getting their nose shorn off. Look at that. That's that's not edge. I shouldn't have done that. Like I was just, I didn't put two in. I just put one in. But still, I was like, I was living high off an unexpected. So it turns out when you make it to a live final, they pay you up front whatever the minimum is. So I didn't know that. But I, I got that live final forward payment. I was like, okay, I'll start throwing away some of this right in the trash can. So don't just, you know, play positive expected value plays when they're more than 160th. You can get that on the freaking open market, pop your fitness in a savings account or whatever, you know. All right, so we got to do better than that. Okay, speaking of doing better than that, yesterday, some swings and misses. We saw, you know, if you hit the right slate, the right combination of pitchers, you could still go off. Um, like some of our dudes did. Not me. I was still down. This is like probably not that. Not the the day, days before it were worse. But, you know, we, we had some misses here with our our pitchers in terms of our actuals. We didn't have Yanni or Wade in the pool. There were edge cases, and they didn't really pay off that well either. I don't really care, but having Giolito so high on definitely hurt. Having Bido in the pool definitely hurt. Bybee even, but I'm going to keep that every time. Who else did I have up here? Anybody? Nope, that's all the mistakes from that slate. Now let's go to the main slate. Mistake review, why not? Got to do it sometimes. Oh, all of my, uh, I left my percentages on the, I did them in the wrong screen for some reason. Okay, so Dylan C's killed me on this slate. Yeah, probably killed you guys too. Some of you, Senga, salvaged. Great. It was looking like he was going to go all the way to cease. Ryan was a mistake. I was waffling. I don't think he was even visible. I don't remember if I had him in or out at the end of the live stream, but he was out. This was okay. I, I liked the way Sissoni was going, and then he, I guess he didn't do well. Like, I had fallen asleep by that point. Uh, Dane Dunning, Council of Dudes call. So I added him to the slate, and he smashed. So congratulations to Council of Dudes. And in this case, full credit to Ship It Nation being the dudes who were on that specific call, which I wasn't. I didn't give it very much. I'm still straddling what I expected. So, you know, I'm glad that that worked out. My best lineups included that, but we didn't take down because I played way too many of these crappy plays in the middle. Um, McClanahan, though, against the Yankees, fine. He has upside. I didn't think he would be 20% owned. That's not great. Okay, let's check out the weather. Um, bum, bum, bum. Rain before the game. Yeah, I don't think any of this weather matters at all. Uh, I, I'm keeping this up, as always, just for reference point. This is strikeouts per nine innings. Refresh it every day just to see, hey, has it changed? No, it's always the same. These are getting kind of close now. Colorado, Philadelphia, these guys at the bottom. I guess San Francisco is tightening it up a bit, which probably is why my targeting them obviously hasn't been working for two or three nights. But I'll tell you what, last night, that was one, one thing I did notice on the main slate last night. One of the people who smashed, who I should have been on, Dakota Hudson, right? And who's he playing? Minnesota. So that's a predictable one. That's a place where there's free leverage, 2% Dakota Hudson, just like there was, you know, it didn't work out as well, 
Um, but playing Sassoni was that kind of play. He was lower than 3%. He was like 2% in the main tournaments because he was a late addition to the starting report. But then you look at his stats from minor league. He's fine. He's got upside. He's playing against one of the worst teams. And Dakota Hudson's a real big week pitcher playing against Minnesota. Now, granted, he's a big week pitcher that has to luck box into every strikeout he gets. No offense. I'm sure he's hitting his spots or whatever it is that the dudes of that nature tell themselves who aren't missing bats. But, um, you know, the bats got to miss them. Uh, okay, so weather for today didn't matter. We've got the strikeouts handy. That's just basically like there for reference from when I was setting the lineups. I left up the showdown slate. I'll probably get this out in time just because I like the way we did that last time and we almost got to the right right answers. So basically for captain, obviously you got your two main choices. If you play two lineups, you know, you can decide if you want to go Cueto, you want to go Lorenzen and the captain, probably you play them both. These are not, these ownerships are not great. Yeah, you, you can get a unique lineup really easily that way. So I would just do that for if you're playing one or two lineups. Um, but if you're a, a leverage guy and you want to make sure you win whatever five thousand dollars, it's not that much. Like not that much to even be worth talking about. Um, but I like the strategy, and the strategy for me is sorting by expected home runs in the game. And so Jake Berger is twenty five percent, and Schwarber is twenty five percent. But in the captain, Schwarber is nine percent owned, and Berger is four percent owned. So Berger is your optimal captain from a leverage perspective for GPPs. Um, because if he hits that home run, he's far and away the best player on the slate. Um, and so, and I mean, leverage wise, I guess Solaire is close because he's three percent lower, yeah, and two percent lower. So that's going to be one percent lower on the net, and he's still higher. So it goes Berger, Solaire, then Schwarber in terms of our leverage captains here, uh, in terms of home run expectancy. And I mean, these home run percentages, you can you can look at them here. If you play four lineups. I mean, you might want to play this strategy four times because these, the chance of a home running game about four is about uh, one in four for these guys. So if you play the four guys with the best leverage, and I mean, that, I don't know about Schwarber's leverage here. I mean, even at 9%, that's that's eating up a lot of that home run expectancy. 16% is all the leverage you get there. That's fine. But I mean, you still might not be getting unique with a 9% captain. Whereas if you have a 1% captain and he, he, he whacks it, it's, it's overpriced Solaire whacks it, or burger wax it. I mean, 1% you're obviously getting because he's way overpriced, but 1% home run leverage is awesome. I mean, it's not as good as burger. All right, so let me get back to real slates. This is not worth anything. You understand how math works to an extent, and mostly you understand how this game of fantasy sports work. And if not, welcome to the show. Uh, speaking of, you can like, subscribe, uh, comment. It's nice. We're over a couple dozen subscribers now. Uh, so yeah, if you could goose me every video you watch for the algorithm, however you like it, whatever comment, uh, yeah, or <laughs> even uh, negative comments do are generally positive for the uh, algorithm. So I know I've always I've left some lukewarm comments before, or like uh, not not whiny. What's the word for it um, when you are bemoaning your luck? You know. Uh, anyway, I forget the word for when you're complaining, <laughs> but feel free to complain in the comments, man. It's so annoying when when stuff goes wrong on these stupid slates, like. Tonight on the preseason football slate, I'm not making a video for that. Congrats to the people who do do content for that. I watch a couple of them. I got six lineups in. We'll see what happens because that's the optimal on DraftKings for expected value. But I, you know, it's crazy to do that slate. It's just fun because it's football. Okay. Um, all right. So early slate today. Let's dial it in. We got no other concerns. And let's check it out. The studs we're stuffing are Gaussman and Scherzer. No doubt about it. We're super stuffing them, super stuffing them. And we're going straddling on Flaherty. And then we're taking slight stands on Singer and Fat. 
because fat is going against San Francisco. And you know me, I got principles. And one of my principles is play everybody against San Francisco. The upside is just a higher upside. It's higher than 27. Fat could go for freaking 30 or something against San Francisco and strike themselves an ex out an extra time. I'm sure that the algorithm thinks it's taking that into account, but I just don't think it is enough. Okay. Um, so on to, do I have any comments? There's not that many teams. I don't think I have a comment on the stack. So you get the general sense that I'm going to fade, I'm going to completely fade the teams that I am pitching against because in the case where the pitcher gets crapped out, I want to have exposure to the team that was beating him, beating him up, right? He got like five, the, the situation where Scherzer or Gausman gets beat up by Baltimore or White Sox is also leverage, right? So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to play maybe up to 75% of these guys. Doesn't mean the other 25% of lineups aren't going to be Baltimore whacking the crap out of Gaussman or, you know, the White Sox whacking the crap out of the Scherzer because both of those are definitely in the range of outcomes. I've seen it this season, mostly for Scherzer, not, not as much for Gaussman, but I like Baltimore. So that's where, that's where we're at. Uh, yeah. And I really, I'm just not going to, I'm going to mostly listen to Sabersim on this one because I don't, I don't have solid big leans here for this early slate. I'm going to be out golfing for both the showdown and the early slate. So that's where my attentions will be. Hopefully I'm going to have fun birthday weekend stuff with my wife this morning, kid at school. So that'll be a good stuff. Okay. So let's check it out. Uh, yeah. Main slate. Main slate is what we're looking at. Hello to the uh, podcast people as well. Thank you for subscribing. We've got about now it's more like one to five more visual people by a bunch. So my apologies when I neglect the podcast people. Okay, so let's see. The studs on the main slate we will be stuffing are, guess what? It's Shohei Otani. They'll adjust his ownership. It's hard to go between batters and hitter and uh, pitchers, but probably like 35 40%. And we're going to be over the field on that. We're not stuffing him as much as the other guys just because eh, there's other options. The main slate's got a few more games, so we don't need to go 50 75% like we did with um, the early slate guys because those studs are just far and away better than the other pitchers as well, right? Like on this slate, 21, 21, 16, 15. These are like reasonable expectations. So sure, they're more expensive, but I don't care. I'm worth, I'm paying it every time. If they get there, those are the two optimal guys. And so, you know, maybe the other guys sometimes get there, but I got them in my lineup sometimes. So, you know, just, I love, I'm a quantum physicist by nature. So I'm always thinking, that's why like, I'm not taking super many stands. I've added fade we made because it rhymed, but I mostly like living in the multiverse. I like it that I can set my like, how much I want to sample of each of these parts of phase space and stuff, and then go, go, and then like set the constraints of exactly what I care about, which are again, stack types. A main slate of this size, you should be considering five threes, five twos, four fours, and four threes. That means you have, so in a seven stack where they add up to seven, that means there's one free spot for a rando, um, but everybody else should be on one of two teams. Sometimes you allow the five. This is close to that slate size. We'll see if a game gets called or something, but I, I like, I stick with more solid stacking. I think that's going to be something I'm going to lean into as a way to get to the absolute top of the ladder more. I'm, I'm not sampling the top 0.1% as much as I want. So how do I sample the top 0.1% better? I think I sample it better with stronger stacking and uh, more strict stacking. I can't go on this big anti-Oakland train, even though you know I just told you to play Urias. Oh, did I even say it? Okay, so our studs for the main slate are Urias and Otani. I, I got caught up in saying stuff about Otani. Um, I guess, yeah, we're fading Javier is what this winds up being just because I think we have better value. Um, that feels so bad after I did that to a pitcher the other day, they light fade on him and he gets uh, no hitter, but it just feels like, you know, eh, I don't know. We've got worse. So Seattle is a really bad team, right? 
And Javier's not playing against a really bad team. So I can't, when the ownership off to see how it shakes out, but if the ownership's similar for Javier and Otani, I'm just shifting all of it to an Otani overweight and a Javier underweight just because the risk. I mean, I don't care about Seattle. A bunch of chumps up there. No offense. I like to watch you strike out all the time, so I watch your games a lot. But I know you do whack them out of the park sometimes, and that's often a related strategy. Totally fine. Doesn't matter. I mean, I've mentioned it before. Teams at the bottom of this, this list are not out of contention in the playoffs, right? It's not like a super important list from a GM standpoint. So individual players will care about it. They don't want to get the golden or platinum sombreros or whatever, but it doesn't matter. All right. So our leverage arms for the main slate, I'm on the right tab, yes, are Tyone, um, Keller, and I guess we got light leverage on Hauser as well, but that's less of a call. Um, he's just such value. So the Hauser play, you know, I never like playing. If we get there, we get there, right? So, like, I've left in him being completely at the field, um, 20%, and I expect field to be 20% because I don't have a strong play. But if we need the money for bats, because there's not, like, a lot of options on this slate, and let me check, are, are we expecting a lot of value? Because we don't have cores. We don't have Great American Ballpark. So... I'm not expecting a lot of value, no value. So that's why with the lack of batter value, it's a slate where, you know, the pitcher value is actually valuable. And so this is something where I'm going to pay attention at lock. You should too. If we get un unusual starters, somebody in the one spot who wasn't supposed to be, maybe I change this and go completely other direction with this whole strategy. But for now, because there's a lack of other value, even though this is, I acknowledge, generally a bad strategy, and I've told you every single night, Pay up for good pitching. Pay up for good pitching. You have that option here for a few pitchers. You can pay up for Javier or for Urias against Oakland, Otani against Seattle. But this is, and I don't like being too overweight on them. So, and there's a possibility that one of the games against the bad pitchers blows out. I don't know what's going on with Wu being 21%. So, like, he had a bad game last game. He hadn't looked that great recently. He's going against the Angels, which are not a terrible strikeout team. They're not. I mean, right? Oh, they're the okay, they're the sixth worst. But you know, they're already that's they're, like pretty, they're way better than the worst one, you know. So whatever it is that's got people at 21% woo, I will just completely pass, even though he's fine. Um, because 20%. So Schmidt, woo, completely off the table at these 20%. If that's real, easiest fades of the day are woo and Schmidt. Um, just I mean, fine if they go off, but I just don't think they could go off for as much as these other guys based on the competition they're going against. Um yeah, they've got a, I mean, Houston's got bats. They, you know, Wu is going against the Angels, which have mostly just Otani, but I could, if pressed, maybe name a couple of other Angels. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't like the Angels very much either. Um, that was surprising to find them that low on the list of strikeouts. I think they must, yeah, points, they must have just fallen below Oakland, which is another thing. Oakland's climbing on this list of strikeout people. So that's another reason why I'm not that anti-Oakland. Like, they're sixth worst at strikeouts. That's, I mean, every night they're like the bottom bats. Okay, so they've updated this. Otani Walks isn't there anymore. I'm looking for um, player props for people on the audio. Not seeing any player props. Now I'm checking back because I remember I didn't give you any stacks information for the main slates. They're like five slates. Okay. Yeah, I said I'm not going to full fade Oakland because of this massive, like, like I just said, I looked at the strikeouts like, Okay, I was looking at the strikeouts. Run expectancy is different, but I don't know. I mean, like, 
they got to be in the pool for me. Like some of these other teams where the expectation is higher and for me, the expectation is lower are teams I'm more likely to cross off. But again, six games slate, I'm playing 20 lineups. Don't have to make a call like that. It's like, that's a, I guess I can cross off a couple. Like Otani against Seattle. I've already told you, I don't like Seattle on this slate. They're not the lowest. They're kind of close to a bunch of these other teams that I think have better odds of going off. So I'll cross them off. It's risky, but I, I think I got to get a, maybe this is another way to get in the top 0.1% more is to make more correlated plays like this. So other teams, so I was fading, or I'm also Urias, but I like Oakland play as well for the remaining 50% where Urias doesn't go off. Obviously that means Oakland's the best value and leverage on the slate. So I'm not going to miss that. Heller at Milwaukee. That feels okay to cross off to. Yeah. I think Keller's better than people give him credit for. I think Milwaukee's worse than people give them credit for. So the combination of these factors, and yeah, I mean, I think Milwaukee's also, yeah, 21st on the list. So a little bit below average. Pittsburgh's a little bit below average. All the teams I'm targeting are a little bit below average. I might cross off Pittsburgh on this slate too, but that's more of a wish and a prayer thing. Like, yeah, it's a correlated play thing. That's what it is. All right. St. Louis and New York. Anybody else in the crosshairs? I know New York's going against a good pitcher. So I could, but that seems nice. If they go off, they go off. So, and I'm, I'm fading that pitcher yet. Definitely not doing that. Um, and I'm playing Hauser against Pitt more than the field. So I could fade Pitt fully. I am. St. Louis, that's the team. I was, I was like, okay, so St. Louis is against, nah, they're against a crappy pitcher. Sonny Gray, not crossing them off. If anything, I'm massively overweight the field on them. Question is, do we include Sonny Gray? I'm guessing if you're doing 150, if you're doing 150, I guess you've got to, like a fade of Wu is still 10%, a fade of Gray. I don't, I wouldn't fade Gray. I just straddle five to 15 probably, but I'm just not going to play him. I'm, that's one of my calls on the, for 20 man, uh, 20 lineups. I don't understand Schmidt. I'm not playing him either way. Probably there's just so many other options and Houston's not, where's Houston on this list? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> Houston's like one of the best strikeout themes. Even if he has a great day, he's not going to have a great day. So completely out of play for me. Definitely a full fade is uh, Schmidt. So I guess that's maybe, Finally, some Yankees homerism. We get 20% Schmidt, but it's wild. I can't figure out what's going on there. Maybe it's just wrong. Yeah, because, I mean, also, some of this percentages will go to Otani once they figure out he's a pitcher. So probably these will be lower. You know what? Let me just lower these. I don't think Wu is that high. I don't think Schmidt is that high. And I don't think Liberatory is, like, more than 5%. Okay, so that now everything adds up to the right percentages. And eventually, probably, that'll be, hopefully... No pitchers are changed. No, trade deadline's gone. Okay, I don't have to worry about renormalizing this stupid distribution of percentages later. All right, guys. Well, it's been great talking to you again. You're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And it'd be great to win today, but you know, tomorrow's my birthday. And plus, now I got this queen of the court thing coming up in two weeks. So I'll take my luck, you know, a little bit later. Not necessarily right today in the whatever these small competitions are. But yeah, good luck to everybody. Let's, let's win a bunch of money every day, not just on birthdays.